Alright, welcome to episode 7 of Riding Shotgun with Norm and Jim. I didn't have my beard open, I already had a beer open. So oh, I have to go, have to go open one. Because you gotta have the. I might have to so, borrow a beer uh, later in the episode. Well, uh, there's plenty in that. Alright, here we go. Ah, there we go. Nice. So we're getting started. Yeah, so, uh. We moved into the yellow phase. Yellow phase, hey. So I did two things to celebrate. I had uh, T, who was on the one episode with us. Uh-huh. I'm sitting there working Friday, and he just, uh, he texts me. He's like, we're yellow phase. I'm going over to, there's this uh, beer, they build, they brew their own beer over here. It's called Kirshner's. Okay. And he's like, they open at 12. I want to be the very first customer. That was like, probably a long line, wasn't it? Nope. No. Now there's a, so he's the first, he literally was the first one served. Nice. Good that's, man. That's Tony, man. He's, he Perfect. Is, he's the beer connoisseur. I mean, nice. So he was brewing all day yesterday. So they had outdoor uh, service for their, their bar. Yeah, it's cool, man. It's, I, I was thinking about doing a show there, like really? setting up with like T and, uh, yeah. and Andrew G. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we, we sit out there and. It's it's a really cool atmosphere place. Uh, yeah, it's go. in the corner of um, 73 and 113 there. You know where the Wawa is at 73? Uh, yeah, I figured out. Yeah, yeah, there's a It's big right behind there. the Wawa. Okay. There. It's right. It, it's yeah. great. It's like, it was like an old uh, car place, like where they did work on, maintenance work on cars. Okay. So it's like garage doors like this. Oh, and okay. they have all the vats, you know, they brew their own beer. Wow. It's really good beer. They have a nice okay. selection of beer. I have one in there. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a good place. So anyway, he had to be there, for, and he's like, he, he texts a few of us, and I'm like, I'll be there. Nice. You know? And so, I was just going to go over there for like a beer or two, and he was just, he just talked me into staying. And I'm like, I brought my work phone, so I'm like, okay. keeping track of work and stuff. My Friday afternoons are very slow. Okay. Um, you know, and then it got around dinner time, and they were like, we're closing at 8 tonight. I'm like, I was like, Andrew's on conference calls. I'm like, dude, you gotta, you gotta come in and tag me out, man. Tony wants to go till eight. He stayed there the whole time. That's cool. He was there from noon to eight, huh? Mm -hmm. Good for him. Yeah, definitely good for him. He's a, he's a, so that was our way of celebrating going into the yellow yellow phase. phase. I didn't do anything different. So I didn't celebrate, I guess. Well, it was like, you know, it's funny. A lot of it, it's just good to see stuff coming back. Yeah. It and is. then and then yesterday, you know, going golfing with Scotty and Doug mm-hmm. and Rob, yeah. and and so, you know, I guess yellow face things are different. The golf course is open a few weeks ago, but yeah. it was like nobody was wearing a mask. Yeah. You could share a cart with someone else. Yeah. First they said you had to live in the same home, and then the guy was like, "Whatever you want to do." I'm like, "No, nah, I'm riding my own cart." <laughs> you know? okay. um, these guys are smoking cigars, spitting. I'm like, "Oh, yo, dude, is there like you're not even thinking?" Yeah. And then, you know, we're outside on the deck drinking and eating, and uh, and the tables are like, you know, pretty close to each other. I mean, I realized it was, uh, was it Lulu Country Club down there? And, yeah, Lulu, yeah. 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 So I guess um, Rob, Doug, and Heim are all members there. Okay. They? So, yeah, yeah, well, you're outside, so hopefully, you know, you know it assists in a six feet of distancing. Yeah, at this point. Yeah. Whatever, right? Yeah, yeah. So anyway, our first topic today, best teams that did not win a championship. Yeah. When I thought of this subject, the first team that jumped out at me 
And there's a lot of teams like this. But the first team that jumped out at me was the 1998 Minnesota Vikings. Remember that team? Yeah. 15-1. Randall Cunningham. Randall Cunningham was quarterback. He had that great, great arm for throwing distance. And he had receivers Randy that he Moss. couldn't overthrow. Randy Moss was like in his rookie year. They lost to the Falcons. What's that? They, they lost, lost to the Falcons. NFC Championship game. They lost because their kicker, who was always reliable, Gary Anderson, First kick he one. missed. All season. That was the first yeah. kick he missed all season. And they had great receivers. They had Chris Carter. They had that Nate Burleson. Oh they had Robert Smith as a running back. Robert they Smith, had a great, State. They had that uh, offensive coordinator, Bill Bel- Billick, who Billick. Coached, later coached the Ravens. Ravens to a Super Bowl. They, yeah. And, and they, if they had won, they would have gone and faced the, the Broncos, who beat the Falcons, and they had a great team. Yeah. But they didn't even get a chance. That was, was, uh, that was a great, great day. They were and it ended up being a horrible Super Bowl because, uh, you know, the... Falcons just they didn't do anything. They sucked. And and that was the... What's his name? Did that dance? The Dirty Bird or whatever? The Dirty Bird. The running back. Yeah. I forget his he name. He was pretty good. He was pretty good. They, I mean, they had a good team, too, and they had a good year, too. But the Minnesota was 15-1, and one, I think. The Broncos were 14-2. and two. And I just... It would have been one of those things. You wanted Randall, you know? Yeah. You wanted him to get and, that and Super Bowl. And Moss was unbelievable... I mean, especially when he first came in. He was, I remember that one game that year that he single-handedly destroyed the Cowboys. Had like four catches, three touchdowns. And he wasn't a rookie that year, right? I, was he? Or it was either his first or second year. Yeah, because his first year he had like 18 touchdowns. Yeah. That might have been his first year. Really? He was, uh, he was up for the Heisman when uh, Woodson won it, and I think Woodson won it in 97. I can't believe that a Marshall he was up for the Heisman. I didn't well, know Well, he had gotten drafted by a bunch of, uh, or recruited mm-hmm. by a bunch of teams. First, Notre Dame, he was going to go there. He got into trouble. Then he went to Florida State, yep. cleaned up his act, got into trouble again. Then his options were dwindling. Then he wanted to stay close home, so he went to Marshall. And, God, he, he dominated. He was from West Virginia. He was from West Virginia, yeah. And he did not want to go to uh, West Virginia University. Right, and that was a good one. That was a good 30 for 30. Oh, was it Wren University or something like that? Yeah. Yeah, he was, he was unbelievable. And there was a bunch of guys he went to high school with, played with, who were also good. Yeah. So, yeah. So that was that. That was the first one that popped into my mind. How about yourself? So I, I mean, that's that's a great one. But you know, same guy, Randall. I mean, the year the Eagles lose in the Fog Bowl. Fog Bowl. Yeah, that was probably one of their best chances. I always go with my Eagles, but you know, sure. It's like that was one of their best chances, and you know that I think that was what eighty six, eighty seven. The Bears had. No, I think that was like eighty eight because okay. it took Buddy a couple of years right. to straighten us out. And he was at 88, 89, 90. But it was that well. Bears team that still was hanging on. They were that. It was still, still decent. Had a lot of they knew how to win, players. yeah. Still had Singletary and, and the guys. And I felt like we had their number. Yeah. And that just, my God. They still, all they did was throw the ball that day, the Eagles. Yeah. It was like, yeah. God, if they could have ran the ball. And the thing is, the first half, was a, it was like a beautiful day. And they had a few opportunities that they so let get time. through their fingers. And you kept thinking, why? Jackson. We'll get them in the sec- second half. Keith Jackson. Jackson. Dropped a yeah. big time pass. Yeah. Yep, and then that fog came. I, at first, I thought somebody like threw that, a smoke bomb and the one into the, the the stadium, and it just drifted. And next thing, you couldn't see anything. In. You just couldn't see anything. Yeah, I don't that, know. that was a good one too. Yeah, so that that was a great team who they would have done a lot of damage in the playoffs for sure. And they had a great defense. Yeah. What a great defense! I just yeah, that was an unbelievable defense. You know, though, you know, Buddy had built that great defense, and mm-hmm. his assistant was the guy that. Uh, played for him at the Bears, and then uh, oh, Fisher. Fisher. Yeah. Yeah, he was one of the assistants, and yeah. I mean, he had a long run in the NFL. Yeah. You know, yeah, the Titans, 
defensive guy. Yep, went to Houston. I mean, actually, coach. he was the Houston coach, and then they moved to Tennessee. Yep. So then he was a Rams coach for a little bit. Yeah. Jeff Fisher, yeah. Jeff Fisher, that's it, yeah. Jeff yeah. Fisher actually went to USC, and he played in the defensive backfield with Ronnie Lott, Joey Browner, and uh, another guy who was a great defensive back for the Broncos, Watson or something like that, Dennis Watson or something like that, and Jeff Fisher. It's like, okay, those three are great. How did Jeff Fisher get in with those guys? He's a hard-header, Jeff Fisher. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he was a good player. So I had them, and then, you know, I, why bright the Bills? I mean, the Bills. Bills, yep. If the Bills win one of those four years, yeah. it's like they go down as one of the greatest teams ever. Yeah. And I I still say that. You know, they lost to nothing but the NFC East, correct? Yeah. They lost, That's correct. They lost, they lost to the Giants, Giants, Redskins. Yeah. Giants, no, sorry. Giants, Redskins, and then Cowboys, Cowboys twice. twice. Yeah. Another uh, another great champion that uh, didn't win one, I, I thought, or not a champion, but the uh, 1983 Nebraska Cornhuskers. Wow, against Miami. Mike Rozier, Irving Fryer, and, and the, the, uh, they were ranked number Who one going in. ripped off that year? There was another team that was really good in college football, and because Miami beats Nebraska, mm-hmm. they jumped that team and took the number one. Was it Oklahoma? Or? It might have been Oklahoma. Okay. And, and they might have had one loss as well. Well, because Oklahoma, it, they would have lost It was either Nebraska. that or it was like a Pac-10 team or something. Somebody was really good and thought they were going to win it. Yeah. And then... I guess later that night or the next day, whatever yeah. it was, and hey, <laughs> Miami jumps and Howard Schnellenberger. Howard Schnellenberger. They had, you know, they beat number one. And, and the thing is, you know, if they had, they, they had an opportunity to go for the tie at the end of the game, and you know, God bless I Tom. Give Tom Osborne credit. Oh, for that. what balls! Oh, yeah. Why not? The hell with that. He didn't even hesitate. Nope. Did but not I tell hesitate. you what, if they had kicked that and tied, they'd probably be number one. But he didn't even hesitate. Nope. The hell with that. And I'm so glad he did, because you want to win it. Sure. And I know his. that was such a great team, they wanted to win it. Mm-hmm. And That was a great game, too. Is it Vinny Testaverde? No, 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 no. no, no. no. I mean, Bernie no, Kosar. Kosar, 20. Bernie Kosar. 20. Yeah. Why did I say Testaverde? Because he was he was a backup. And then he, he was a backup. He and had his he, run. He took it. Yeah, he had his run. He had the, probably, the, uh, probably the best Miami team. And that's another team, another championship. Another team that did win a championship was at 86. They yeah. lost to, thank God, Penn, Penn State. State yeah. You know, and I love watching that thirty for thirty where they, they don't none of them give Penn State any credit. They they we they had, had more yards, we had more first downs. Well, here's the thing: you didn't have more points than them. That's the main turnovers, baby. Hey, and they lead the points. That game was very much like um, the House of Pain game where the Eagles played the Oilers. You know. Yeah. And it was like, you know, they 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 got the house. We brought the pain. Yeah. But that's what they Penn State was hitting. Them they were sticking. Early on, man. If you saw, like, within the first couple of plays, Michael Irvin gets drilled. And he doesn't catch another pass until late in the fourth quarter on that final drive. And it was like one catch for like eight yards. He was walking around on eggshells the rest of that game. Yeah, man, that was was a good defense. Right. Oh, they had a solid defense. So that's another team that, a great team that didn't win it was that Miami team, too. And we're all glad they didn't win it. I know I am. That's a great year for you. Oh, yeah. What a time to be up there, man. Yes, it was. Well, yeah. You were up there, too. A lot. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Trying to think of any other sport. Um, I mean, well, the, how, about the the 2000, how about the 2001 Seattle Mariners? Won 110 <sighs> games. Then they get in the playoffs first round against the Look Yankees. Look at all the players they had on that team. And they had a great team. They had just gotten rid of Griffey, and everybody thought they were going to take a step back. Then they get Ichiro. 
Yeah. Edgar Martinez, Jay Bruner, who was like kind of a, a role player, okay. and he was very good. They had a, and they won a hundred, what hundred ten? And one of the Brett Boone. Was Aaron on that team? A-Rod, I do believe, was on that team. Randy yeah. Johnson? Uh, I, he might have been on that team, yeah. That wasn't 2001. That was like 2000. Okay. Uh, Randy Johnson might have been on that team. I can't yeah. remember. But, I mean, they won all those games, and they got to the play. And it just shows you. You know, you don't you, you win a whole lot of games. doesn't mean anything unless you win the ring. don't mean a thing unless you win the ring. I know. And it, baseball is one of those things that still bothers me with their playoff setup. Especially with that wild card game, it's great. Teams get a chance to. Oh, make yeah. I mean, I was at the game. Pittsburgh. I was at Pittsburgh played San Francisco. This guy comes in town, Madison Bumgarner, and shut the Pirates down. They couldn't do a thing, and so he beats them in a one-game playoff game in Pittsburgh. I hate that. You play 162 yeah, the, the, games. The one playoff one, game. It's got to be three. Is Give it at least tough. three. Yeah. You right. know that's a tough one. I don't like because that you at play all. you play 162 games and then you're gonna put it on one, right? You know, I mean, I love the playoffs. I love the wild card, but the playoff, the play-in thing, one game. You know, that really makes. And it's it cool tough. that they expanded playoffs, give more people involved. But I hate the one game. Yeah, that's a tough. After one. After 162 games, and that, I mean, I guess they say baseball. That's why all the games matter. But yeah, well, especially this year, if they're gonna bring it back, it's gonna be like 82 games in it, or even less. They would maybe. Maybe even less than that. Then every game will definitely count. I don't know what they're going to do. That's ridiculous. I heard they may bring it back at the end of July. Yeah, but they can't agree on the money. And that's that's foolish on both of them. This is like going back to the 94 strike where they're going to lose their fans because of greed. Open up the books, man. That's all I say. Like, find out a way to make it work. Make it work for this year, just for this year, and then go back next year. You're going to make plenty of money. One year. Bring it back for the fans. Yeah, but I mean, you know, it's like... On paper, it makes it look like the players are being greedy. But when you're making thirty million and they're telling you you're going to get paid five point six, no, thank you. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, and then they, how much are the owners losing? I want to know that too. Yeah. You know, I think they got to come up with a a, a compromise. And, and you know, if you got to lose a little money one year, you're going to make it back next year. What are you kidding me? Exactly. It's just greed. It's unbelievable. You can't play the games. Or you're going to lose the fans and you'll lose it in the long run. Swallow your pride one year, you'll get it back the following years. So another team I had, because local-wise, was this, the 1970, from like 76 to until they went in 80. But those Phillies teams, Phillies from, teams yeah. they had some good Phillies teams. Uh, it, same, same years, Kansas City Royals. Oh, yeah. Same exact years. They and then they both years. get there at the same time. They both get there. And, th- th- and I think they even brought that up during that World Series. These teams have been struggling to get there. You're right. The the 76 Phillies, I think, won like 102 games. They had a better record than the Reds. And each one of them, they got swept. But each one of those games were really tight games. Yeah. The Phillies had a great team. They had Dick Allen at first base, man. They had a great team, great pitching. Yeah. You know? Royals at the same time were, were real good, too. You know, you think about all those teams before they expanded the playoffs, where it was one division winner, or if you even go before that, where it was just, you know, American you won it. American and National. Yeah. I always think, of course, about the Red Sox, the 78 Sox, they blew that big lead. If they had a playoff, they were awesome. Yeah. And My God, course, those, those Red Sox teams in the 70s were so much fun to watch. Oh, yeah, they like, I, I tell you, growing up, like playing center field, Freddie Lynn was like my favorite. That was one of my favorite players. Him and Jimmy Get Rice. Get out of here, was it? Him and Jimmy Rice were my two favorite because they came Rice, in. Jimmy Rice, another one. I love Jimmy, Jimmy Rice. Rice. 
They both came up 75. Was it both 15, does twins. 15 and 25? What were their numbers? No, uh, Rice, Rice was 14 and uh, Freddie was 19. Mm -hmm. 19 and 14. See. And that's why I remember my, my senior year, I wore 14, and that Pete Rose obviously played for the Phils. And somebody said, oh, you're wearing that for uh, Pete Rose? I'm like, no, Jim Rice. And the guy looked at me like, huh? Like, yeah, that's right, you heard me, Jimmy Rice. That's my favorite player. Yeah, I love Jim Rice. Oh, I love him. Yeah, he's great. And he was Big Poppy before Big Poppy, by the way. My God. That dude, he used to hit the line drives off of that wall. People say, oh, he had home runs because he had the uh, big monster. Bullshit. If he was in any other park, he'd, hit, he'd get singles. Line drives hit so hard, I thought the wall was coming down. Yeah. And it'd be a single because it would ricochet back into the infield. Any other park, that was long gone. Yeah, he was, he was a good one, man. I, I absolutely loved him. Mm -hmm. All right, so the category that we did on our, our show that fell into whatever. We lost it, but uh, yeah. we can do it again. We'll talk about best role players. Best role players, yeah. So... Um, I know we, we talked about some good ones. I at that time we had both just watched and we you know discussed it on the the lost episode I should call it, <laughs> um, but we can discuss it again. But it's the uh, the Sixers Lakers championship series and yep. Bobby Jones' role, and, oh, uh, and then you know and Clint Richardson, Clint Richardson, another My role God. player. Every great team, every great championship team always has role players. And both of those teams had great role players. You know, Bob McAdoo, who was a one-time NBA MVP, was on that Laker team for years. Excuse me. Was he an ABA player? No, I don't believe he was. Didn't he play for the Buffalo team? In the Buffalo NBA? was NBA. That was an NBA team. Um, Him and Ernie D. Were and then they were the Clippers, right? And they became the Clippers, Randy Smith. And they were a tremendous team, too. Which, by the way, I think was a Philadelphia team at one point. Who's that? Philadelphia, Buffalo. No, I think it was Buffalo, then went right to uh, L.A., then San Diego. Okay. Or San Diego, then L.A. But, yeah, I mean, both of those, any great championship team has great role players. You know, when I think of role players, for me, a lot of times I think of basketball. You know, you look at those great bull teams. Yes, they had great, they had Jordan and Pippen, all those great stuff, but they had great role players like Kerr, before him, John Paxson. Uh, I mean, you could, I guess you could call Rodman a role player because his role was to pull boards and D up. And when he was on the bad boys, who I hated, and I didn't like him too much, but what a role. He played great D and pulled boards, and man, was he good at it. Every great team has a role player, and I think that's a problem with a lot of these NBA teams. Nobody wants to be that role guy. Everybody wants to be the superstar. I got one for you, staying with basketball. The guy that was on the Lakers and the Rockets and always hit that clutch shot, Robert Ory. Robert Ory, yeah, he was a great <laughs> role player. He and he did, he's got a ton of rings. You need that guy who can say, hey, you know what, I'm not to start, but when it's time to get in and either hit the open shot or play deep, I'm going to do it. Ice in the veins, man. Ice in the veins, you know. And, and you, know, you, you know, I'm a big Boston fan, Red Sox fan, Celtics fan. Jerry Seastin, what a great role player he was. Scott Wedman, great role player when he'd come in and, you know, hit the open shot, man, if you get it, and bang it in, you know. Who was the redheaded guy? Bill Walton? No. Joe Klein? Joe Klein? No, there was another guy. For the Celtics? Yeah. Dave Cowens? Maybe Dave Cowens. I guess. Yeah, he, was, yeah. he was older, a 70s guy. 60s, okay. 70s, right? Yeah, that Cowens. was Dave Cowens. Yeah, yeah, he was a center. He was a starter. Oh, he was a starter. He wasn't a yeah, role yeah. player. All right. yeah. Yeah, that, that. He was too good. But, I mean, there, there were, every sport has those great right, so I got players. My, my, I got two great football players that were role players. Go ahead. And they both played special teams. Mm -hmm. One of them is why they started the pro ball. Special teams player, right. Steve Tasker. Yeah. And he was, I had so many concussions, they had to build that 
Remember, it was like yeah. the Velcroed legs. The cap. Bubble, bubble or yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, so, wasn't he the guy that when Leon Lett is running down there celebrating? He the was. Time, he chased him in down. the Super Bowl. In the Super Bowl and knocked the and ball. He out. knocked the hustle on that. The hustle, on, yeah. and it went through the end zone, and it yeah. was a touchback. Yeah. Yeah. And they lose it by like moment. 40 points. Yeah, right. But he still ran them down. That's right. How about the guy that the Eagles had and was at the Redskins before him, Brian Mitchell? He was the same uh, type of Brian. guy. For a while there, he held the record for returns for touchdowns. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, and here's one. We won't talk about the Eagles. Vi sick of him. I love Vi sick of him. Is he still on the news? He is. Vi yeah. sick of him. And, and then he would beat up the, uh, the uh, goalpost. Hey, you got, got a funny vibe, not vibe, sick of him, but you thought about local news. Remember a guy who used to be here? He played for the Giants. He might have, I don't know how he ended up in Philadelphia. He played for the Giants. Beasley, Beasley Reese? Beasley Reese, yeah. Yeah, he, he didn't play for the Eagles, did he? Yeah, he did. He he played for a lot of teams. Uh, he played for Tampa Bay. He might have, he did play for the Giants, and but he ended up on the Eagles for like, I think it might have been his last year. And then I guess he just stayed here. Stayed here, and I so, believe he's still on the news. So I was at the airport one time, and this. This young black guy comes down and sits next to me. And he's like, oh, man, sorry to invade your space. I'm like, ah, it's cool, you know. And uh, we just get to talking, right? And he's a really cool kid. You know how you just know? You just hit it off with somebody. Right? And I'm like, right. And he's like, I'm like, yeah, my flight's delayed. He goes, yeah, mine too. I'm like, you flying to Philly? He goes, yeah, I'm flying to Philly. I'm like, ah, oh, no kidding. I'm, I'm like, where do you live? And uh, he's like, ah, oh, I live in Manioc. He's like, you know, I'm coming from Houston. And, you know, I... Stayed here. I have some friends in Tampa, and I'm going back to Philly. Wow, no kidding. I'm like, you know, I tell him where I'm from, and uh, I said, uh, you know, what were you doing in Houston? He goes, ah, my pop moved there. He used to, you know, work in Philly at a TV station. And I'm like, oh, what's your dad's name? And I tell him, and he's like, uh, Beasley Reese. And I'm like, I'm oh, no kidding. Oh, wow. I'm like, I love your dad. Always had such a great attitude. So I'm talking to him about that and everything, and uh, and then I said. Uh, at one time on a flight down here, I was sitting next to Yuki Washington. Oh, okay. And, uh, you know, at the time I was working for Nielsen, and I'm like, um, telling Yuki, what it, and he's just like, got my ear. He just wants to talk the whole way down, you know. He was going down there to golf, ironically, with Beasley's, Beasley Reese. So I was telling them that, because they're be they're still best buds. Oh, get out of here. They, they go golfing all the time. He's like, my dad retired. He lives in Houston now. All he does is fish and golf. Oh, good for him. Well, good. Yeah. Hey, man. That's I said, you know what? About. I said, I got to tell you, man, loved your father. Just he was a, good. Yeah, just he was a always great yeah. guy. Just a great attitude. Always had a, a good attitude. He and he's like sitting there texting his pop. Sitting next to a guy. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, I'm like, and we Yuki's love him good, too. Yuki's a local guy. He's a Philly guy. West Philly speed boy. Yeah. Oh, he played hoops for, uh, oh, good for him. Yeah, he's a West Philly speed Well, I, I just was watching him on the news the other day. Man, he needs to shave that beard. He's looking old, man. He is. It's I mean, older, okay, right? the gray hair, but he's got the beard. It's like, come on, come on, uh -huh. you get rid of that thing, man. Yeah, so he, he segued from, you know, being a sports guy into... He was. He was. He was. He, was, he did sports, and then he did everything. Now he's, he's an the anchor. anchor. He's the head anchor. Oh, is he good? He's the head guy on the oh, local yeah. CBS now, so good you for know, him. Whenever, whenever there's a uh, movie done in Philly and they do like something on the TV with the news, they always have Yuki. Yeah. Like in the movie Fallen with uh, Denzel Washington, I don't know if you remember that one, and then Philadelphia also with Denzel. They always have like a scene, and it's always Yuki. It's great. Oh, by the way, yeah, I'm glad you brought up uh, Denzel. That guy, if it wasn't for that movie Fences. What is it? <laughs> Fences. Don't watch it. Oh, okay. It's great acting on it. But, I, you know, if it wasn't for that movie that just came out like two years ago, 
Um, I up to that point, I always said, name a Denzel Washington movie that was bad. Every movie he's in is very entertaining. Every single one, and he always plays a very strong role. Yeah. I mean, like he won the Oscar for uh, Training Day, but he could have well won it for for a whole lot of them. Like oh, Malcolm yeah. X, he was tremendous in. I thought he was going to get it for that one. He's in a lot of good movies. He's always strong. Oh, yeah. every movie you're in, if you see him in there, like turn it on. It's going to be a good. It'll be entertaining at the very least. Yeah, what was the one where he um, he's sitting in the little diner and the waitress and they and they did a sequel on it. Um, the Equalizer. The Equalizer. And he beats up the guy with a book. The Russian mob. The Russian mob. The Equalizer. It was a great. He played. I remember that, that TV is the, show back one in of the eighties. And then the, the and the TV show was unrealistic because it was some old guy. But with Denzel, you know, it's real. Everything's realistic with Denzel. You know, he's I, great at it. He's always timing himself like. And then he beats up the whole room and he looks at his time like, damn it, I thought I was going to do it quicker. <laughs> he beats up like 10 mobsters. Oh man, I did it in 30 seconds. I want to do it in 25. Into, he walks into that one room and he checks his watch mm-hmm. and he's like, you know, he just, he surveys the I know. He's and it's awesome. like, looks at the desk and everything. Yeah, that, yeah. Oh my God. And then he, he plays equally as good as a bad guy. In Training Day, oh he was tremendous. God. Oh yeah. He was great in that thing. So the movie Fences, he plays, um, I guess it was like a, the the co-star won an Oscar, um, but he just plays this guy that you just think can't get more ruthless, mm-hmm. and he just gets more ruthless. Like the character, really? like it's like it's like watching puppies die. It, isn't it? Isn't he? He plays like a, a father who's just an awful father and an awful dad. And all the kid Somebody, wants to do is just have him in his life, and he's just he's, he's just, he's just cheating on it. You know, he, he has a. a Kid out of wedlock. He's just, he's just yeah. brutal in the movie. Just a brutal kid. Yeah, I never saw it. Never saw it. Yeah, he's saying. just. Uh, Isn't it amazing? You see, you're so used to seeing certain actors in a certain light, like, man, they're such a good guy. Then you see him do a bad character, and you're like, man, I can't I can't see him like that. He did another one um, uh, with the one, the girl. Uh, she's Hispanic. Uh, oh, Ava Mendez? Yeah. Running Out of Time, where he's the cop? He, that was a good movie. That's a great movie. And he and he's like a cop, and he's kind of dirty. He's yes. not dirty, and at the end he does. Remember the facts. And she's through? she's trying to be his ex-wife, trying to get him to sign a paperwork, and at the end they get back together. Well, she's beautiful to begin with. That's a great movie. That is a great movie. Here's another one where he does. He goes back in time. Val Kilmer's in it. Uh, I can't think of the uh, the girl who played the 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 main female role, and it's about somebody who's a terrorist. James, uh, the guy who was in the. James, I can't, James Carville, or not James Carville. But anyway, they bombed something down in New Orleans. And they, they discovered, hey, there's a way you can go back in time. Yeah. And he goes back. And he solves it before, you know, it, it's real. What the heck is it called? I can't remember what it is. But that's a tremendous one, too. Everything he's in, he does, he's really good. He really is. And it's it's like, you know, you're ever bored, nothing on TV, something oh, like this. You find one of his movies. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's, he's really like, good. He's always entertaining. So he is my American favorite. Gangster. He was tremendous in that. He's like he's my favorite actor. Just the movies and the, and the cool thing about Denzel is he's quiet. He, you know what I mean? He he doesn't. Um, he's not an outspoken celebrity yeah. that needs the attention. It's just I'm going to go there. I'm going to do my thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's just a great guy. His son played for the University of Penn basketball team. Someone with the pen. No kidding. Yeah. I did not know There's somebody who was saying that they would go to the games and they'd see him there, you know, just in the crowd, down at Palester. Watching games. Great place. Yeah. Uh, last best, best role player. 
from the hated Cowboys, Bill Bates. Yep. True. Good. Great freaking role player, man. I he's a guy that you would just love if he was in an Eagles uniform. Oh yeah, you just a definitely. Well, I mean that's that's what all these great role players are. They, you'd hate them uh, if they're on the other team. Here's one from the Celtics. You know, I hate to say it, no, no such a fan likes it. ML Carr. He was a great role player because he was a great defender. And yes, he waved the towel, but when he got in, he would d up and tough, you know, be tough on you. Cedric Maxwell, same thing. He went into the crowd in, in Philly, took the guy by the head and threw him, which was hilarious. But I mean, he would d up, and then ask James Worthy how he made out against him in the '84 Finals. Cedric owned him. So we'll. Um, I'm thinking we got a category here. Well, first let's do our overrated, underrated. Okay. It's going to be tough to find an uh, overrated here. In this overrated, underrated, but it gets—it's just summertime. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful out, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm just thinking about the good old days of Jersey, South Jersey Shore bars. <laughs> uh, <laughs> underrated. Here's one that they close, and they should have never ever closed Moore's Inlet. Mm-hmm. How the hell did they ever close that? Them goddamn uh, uh, condos are never going to get filled. I mean, you have—I love that bar. You have all your bars. I love that bar. You have your only all bars your bars that are your your standbys, right? That you could never say are overrated. Oh, there's you know, so the OD many good. shenanigans. But right next door to the OD, Dead Dog Saloon. Dead Dog, it's a nice uh, underrated. I mean, if you want to go there, if if somehow, <laughs> if somehow, look, oh no, I didn't like the closet. Now, Dead Dog, if you somehow had a date, it was hard to have a date down there because there was so many girls. It was like. You know, you're just you know looking left and right constantly. But that was a great place. Uh, I had a couple of friends who were in bands, and they would play in a band and, and go there. And it was a nice mellow place to go right. to. Shenanigans right there. Od up the street. Uh, I think one of the overrated. I didn't. I didn't like La Costa because there was always a big fight. Up there. Always. A they fight didn't have a big enough dance floor. Yeah. The bartenders were cool. The bouncers seemed like they they just enjoyed bouncing way too much. Yeah. They'd have all these jacked up steroid dudes. The bartenders were cool. It, it usually would get a decent crowd, but it wasn't a big enough dance floor. Um, so that one, if I was going to say overrated, would be that one. But the, other than that, I mean, it was so, Fred's over in uh, Stone Harbor. Jack's uh, Place in Avalon. Touche's. What's it? Jack's Place. Jack. All of them were good. I mean, how do you go wrong? I mean, it down, you're down the shore. It's outside. What is it? You ever it? been to the Doville? Doville Inn, yeah, down in uh, Strathmere. Yeah, yeah that was a great sunny place. Oh, that's a great place. Uh, o- o- Ocean Drive, uh, uh, OD on Saturday happy hour and Sunday happy hour oh. and Friday happy hour. They played Irish music. I loved the, all of those. The Secret Service behind the bar playing. Oh my! Well, they used to be the main one, and then in the bar was a, a little two-man band, uh, Phoebe and Brian. If you remember them, she yeah, was Phoebe's tremendous. I heard. Yeah. I heard. And so then of course your was, boys. What were the uh, the two guys who used to play? Oh, Secret Service. Oh, Secret Service. Now I'm thinking about Slippery and a Skirt Chaser. So Phoebe ended up playing with From the that summer, Phoebe and Brian, Phoebe left the Phoebe and Brian and, and became part of Slippery and a Skirt Chaser. I didn't know that. Yep. I didn't know that. Yeah, so I... Uh, they were a good one-two punch. They would be playing, and then Slippery and a Skirt Chasers would play Van Morrison, of course. So when Jack they needed Wilson a said. DJ for um, weddings, I would have to wear a suit and everything. Get out of here. Yeah, they would... Sometimes it was like me and this other guy Mike. We would we would rotate in and would work. Uh, she had a tremendous. She was great, she man. Was she, awesome. she was very cool. Like yeah, after really you would cool. do whatever, she was just such a nice person. We, we we'd always get a shore house and always have two weeks after uh, Labor Day. So we went there a couple times in OD, and I guess they were signed on. And you know, obviously the crowds were gone. And you know, she'd always let people sing along. 
in, into certain things, and she'd walk you through the words. I hear the words, yeah. and you know when it's big and crowded and it's packed, you know you don't hear it. But then you know when it was less packed, she was like walking uh, all of us through it, and she was very, like you said, very cool, very very talented. Yeah, so she was leaving that bar that we were at the night, Georgetown, Princeton. What's that bar in Warminster? Was that Warminster? I thought that was uh, the one up in Horsham, uh, clowning around at uh, Gavin's. I thought yeah, that's it. Okay, so she's up in Horsham. Okay, so maybe that's the bar it was. Oh, you're thinking about Red Lion Inn in uh, Warminster? It was Warminster. Not the Red Lion Inn, the Red Stallion. Red Stallion. She was either leaving the Red Stallion or that place you just mentioned. Gavin's, which is on... 463. No, it definitely wasn't Gavin's. It was definitely the other one. The, uh, the Red Stallion. She was leaving the Red Stallion and got the car got hit. Oh, really? Yep. That's a shame. She was, she was tremendous. She was awesome. Yeah. And but there's not too many. I can't say too many overrated. Even LaCosta. I mean, I didn't like it because there was always a fight breaking out. But it was still fun. They were all fun. What about Kicks McNutley's? What is it? Kicks McNutley's. Oh, Kicks? Way up there? Street. Oh, that thing was lit up like a, a, a fry cooker with so you know so many neon lights. Yeah. That was fun. They were all fun, man. Yeah. I mean, the there was Springfield. A cool, there was a bar we used to uh, we used to take the back way in to our shore house, and uh, it was a bar called uh, Don't Pass the Buck, and we would get T-shirts. Heard literally said it was the Buck Tavern. It was the right. last bar if you took the back way in. Right. And we would get shirts that say they were like bright neon yellow, and it would say Don't Pass the Buck. Like a total hick bar, you know, and they hated when we came in there. But. And then, then all the great bars, and and, and I'm a North Wildwood guy now. Anglesey, that's probably one of my favorite bars of all time. I feel like I'm at home. What was the bar yeah. where we had the the things on there? We Joe stole the the Christmas tree. Uh, oh, that was a Fairview. Fairview. Beat the clock. Beat the, Beat the clock. clock. And you had you had right on Pacific. You had what was it? The Shamrock across the street. You had uh, the playpen was there. You oh, had yeah. Noah's barefoot up the street on it. That was actually a diamond you beach. I always forget the Fairview. name. Of that one. You'd get four beers for a buck, and we'd oh, race. Oh my god! Oh my yeah, that was. You remember? So we're there the one day. We're we're playing beat the clock, and and these those two jackasses at the bar put their freaking the seat covers on their heads. I went to school with those jackasses. <laughs> and then every time we went there after that, we put we those seat do. covers on our heads. <laughs> that was a fairview. <laughs> oh my God, we had such a great time. That was a good time. Oh, I think we all had just turned 21 at that point. That was so fun. I mean, they're all so fun, all those bars. You know, I can't say any of them is, are overrated. And, and there's many of them that I'm forgetting, and boy, that guy's flying awfully low. What is that? Um, Was that a military? I remember trip? Jimmy's used to be down there, Harry the Hat, Kitty's. We used to go to Kitty's. I don't Kitties. know if you remember Kitty's. Yeah. They used to have a band there. I don't know where it is now. I guess it's where uh, Westies is now, and that's not even Westies anymore. Uh, and Keenan's, and they're all so fun. Yeah. They're all, all, you know, you're down ashore, you're outside, it's nice out, everybody's having a good time, you're having cold beers, and it's summertime. How can you go wrong? So, um, our next category, this is one that you sent to me, which I think is an awesome one. Right. And uh, I don't want to delve too far into it, okay. but I want to start with, we'll start with NFL. Okay. Mount Rushmore of players and coaches. Players and coaches or players, players or coaches? Players. So you want Mount to Rushmore of players four? first. Yes. Oh, just players. Four players? Yep. Well, that's a, that's a really tough one. I was thinking about so that. So, NFL first. Uh, NFL. And so, I mean, it, it's hard to go, you know, position by, you're going to come up with 22 if you come up with position by position. So you got to think about either record setters or people exactly. who took their position to another level. So, I mean, if you're going to go running back, 
for me, it's either Walter Payton or Jim Brown. So I'll go with Jim Brown because he was first, and he was tremendous. Wide receiver. I love Walter with, Payton, by the way. Oh, I love Walter Payton. Never, never ditched out of bounds. No, always give you that straight on. That, I just, love by the way, I don't, I don't like Emmett Smith. Emmett Smith never did what no, Emmett and, Smith and, ran behind And Walter Payton was on lousy teams for yeah. his like first, first four or five years and still was getting 1900 I was not a big, I was a bigger Walter Payton fan than I was Barry Sanders. Oh, me best. too. Barry Sanders danced too much. Well, I mean, he was tremendous, but he Walter Payton, how do you not like Walter Payton? But I'll go with Jim Brown because he, he set the trend. It's good. Um, wide receiver, I, I'd have to go with Jerry Rice. He was unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. Took wide receiver position hard to what worker. it is now. Yeah, hard worker. Um, never missed the beat. And then, of course, if you're going to go with one, you've got to go with a quarterback. Who's the greatest quarterback? Who's the best? Well, I mean, if you want to go with Tom Brady, you want to go with uh, Joe Montana, you want to go with Bradshaw. But for me, I'm going to go with the guy who set, it, set, set the tone. I'm going to go with Johnny U. Wow. Johnny Unitas. And then, for got to have a defensive guy for me. Got to have a defensive guy. Who took a position to, uh, took a quantum leap? For me, LT. Long, mm-hmm. Outside linebacker so used to be an outside him. linebacker. But when he got there, outside linebacker not only covered people out of the uh, backfield, but now he's rushing the quarterback and killing that guy. And now you can't just block him with a, a running back. You better bring two, three guys to block LT. So those are kind of four for me. I could go give you about eight. I could give so you So where are your food? Just give me those four again. Jim Brown. Yeah. Jerry Rice. Johnny Unitas. Lawrence Taylor. All of them won titles. Tim Brown won a title. Yes, he did. Yeah, that's good. So hopefully mine all won titles. Um, I'm just gonna shoot from the hip here. So I gotta, I cannot have this conversation without six rings. Tom Brady. Yeah. I gotta have Tom Brady on my Mount Rushmore. Yeah. Not that I like him, um, but you can't argue with nine Super Bowl, six rings. I, I can't either. I, I'm not. You know, gonna I gotta argue put with him you. up there um, right away, um, and then I. Probably, you know, I mean, here's a guy that, and, and he's got two rings, pretty hated, but I absolutely love him because I get your Lawrence Taylor changed the game, and I love that fact of it. But I do, I, I hate the individual, but as a football player, my God, he was one of the greatest I ever watched, uh, Ray Lewis. Yeah, he was good. And really good. Two rings. You know, I, he, I just, he 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 took a middle linebackers, yeah. And there's a lot of good middle linebackers. There's a you lot. You could say Dick Mike Buckus, Singletary, Dick Buckus. I could go on and on. Willie Lanier. I just thought this tremendous. Guy, this guy never took a playoff. I mean, everybody around him better. The speed to the ball. My God, that I love. And he was a tremendous leader he, on on the field. I loved watching Ray Lewis. He play did football. bring everybody's play up. Yeah, I just loved watching Ray Lewis. Play yeah, he was so. intense, man. Um, so I gotta I gotta find another D back. Um, safety. How about a Ronnie? That's exactly what I was going to say. Ronnie Lott. I mean, Ronnie Lott, to me, puts so much fear. You know, those 49er teams, they always talk about Joe Montana, and, you know, you had the Roger Craig, and, you know, all the mm-hmm. Jerry Rice, John Taylor. You had you had the whole team. But, my God, that defense, you know, with Ronnie Lott back there, just intimidating force. Yeah. Just a great, great player. And, yeah. And uh, so he's got the rings. And was a great player. Mm-hmm. I just loved Ronnie Lott. I was not a 49ers fan at all. Yeah, um, I was. A, I was a Ronnie Lott fan, for sure. And I, I, I guess I'm gonna. I hate to, to be a, go this down the same road as you, but I'm gonna have to say uh, Walter Payton as well. 
Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, that. I mean, I could easily go Walter Payton or Jim Brown, but I figured Jim Brown, he's the one who oh, set the time. Oh, that's right. You said Jim Brown, but I, I said go Jim, Walter Payton. Oh, Walter Payton is yeah, Oh, my God. I, I just love Walter Payton. Great ball player. He was, great, great ball player. Yeah, so I didn't have any local talent on this. No. What do you... Uh, no. Football, no. Basketball, I would. Basketball, I do. So if you want to go to a basketball, so no, let's basketball. finish up. Let's finish up coaches. Okay, coaches. Uh, we're gonna do football NFL. coaches. NFL coaches. Okay, so uh, Belichick, you got to put up there. Nine Super Bowl appearance, six wins. The guy always makes adjustments. Even when he was a defensive coordinator for the Giants, he made great adjustments. I mean, look what he did with against the Bills, the Giants. He got yeah. So I mean, he was tremendous. So you got Bill Belichick. Yeah. Uh, you got to go with Vince Lombardi. I mean, the master motivator. So, I mean, how do you, how do you, the, the master motivator, the guy who, who originally won three in a row, the only one who won three in a row, right? And then he won two other ones. So he won five titles, you know. Who's Vince, that? Vince Lombardi. Okay. This is before the Super Bowl. He's on mine. Yeah. So Vince Lombardi, um, you got to go with, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, the guy from the Niners, Walsh. Bill Walsh. I mean, I mean, he's the one who came up with that that offense that everyone now is running. You know, he was tremendous. Yeah. Um, and then you look at Tom Landry. You know, he. You know, yes, he was the Cowboys guy, but I mean, twenty years, twenty years of making the playoffs. Twenty years of making the playoffs. I don't know if you're going to see that again. I mean, Bill Belichick, yes, but then there's Tom Landry. I mean, yeah, that's a that's a good one. Um. I have to, so I'll make one change up. I gotta go Don Shula. Don Shula, yeah. Um, other than that, um, I have Lombardi. Lombardi, yep. Uh, but Don Shula, you know, he, he gets the three in a row. He got with the Colts, right? Well, he didn't win it, but he went to the Super Bowl, yeah. The Colts? He, he didn't, didn't win it with, with the Colts? No, he didn't win it with the Colts. He got fired at the Super Bowl three. Oh, because Jeff beat yeah. Right. Then he went to the Dolphins, made them. Yeah. Now he only won two Super Bowls. Two Super the Bowls. He went but, to a bunch. Which, by the way, I, he was another guy, best teams not to win a championship, the Dan Marino Dolphins. Dan, or how about the uh, Super Bowl three Colts? Yeah. Well, yeah. good too. I don't know. I mean, I'm... Yeah. yeah I don't pretty know. damn good. But yeah, Shula's a good one too. He, I mean, he, you know, I was at the game where he broke the record. It was here in Philly. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you had yeah. that game? Yep. Yeah, I mean, that's... That was there with Scotty. I mean, yeah, how do you keep that guy off of there? I kept him off of there, but how do you keep him off there? He's got the most wins. You also go go with George Papa Bear House. I mean, that guy started the NFL, or had a big hand in it. Yeah, I he's, mean... He's number... I think he... No, he's not number two. Is Belichick passed him, or he's about to pass him? Yeah, so, I mean, Belichick, in, yeah. you know, modern era... Shula, you can't, it's a, you can't argue with Shula. Yeah, but I mean, it. I just went with uh, Landry because of consistency. They were just always there, man. I just look at the way always the players there. talked about Shula. You know? uh, they loved them. Yeah. And, and Landry was Dallas, so I can't name Landry. Well, my, my dad <laughs> well shame on me for naming Dallas, but yeah, you're my right. My dad absolutely loved Tom Landry's whole yeah, work ethic, yeah, yeah. his whole mindset to the game. He was tough. He was tough. Hey, I remember the time where they, they had a death threat on him. They said a sniper was going to shoot him. They made him lead the field. He goes in the locker room, puts on a bulletproof vest, and comes out and finishes the game. Got to respect that for <laughs> He was a, he fought in World War Two, so he ain't gonna be scared. Yeah, I, I like Tom. I I like him, but he's not uh, not on my list. So I go Belichick. I have to go Lombardi. Yeah. I mean, God, 
I would have loved I wanted, to play for him. That's what I was going to say. I, I wanted him. to play for Lombardi. I, I, you know, obviously he was dead before, really, we, we got to, you know, we were too little for that. But just hearing his speech, is like, man, I, I want to stand up off the couch and start tackling folks. Like, yeah, oh, yeah. Lord, grab, 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 nobody's out there tackling. Oh, I love that. I love that. Yeah, that's a good one, man. I, I And then uh, I got to go Bill Walsh, too, just yeah. because of the coaching tree. You know, I would love to say Andy Reid, but because <laughs> no, I selfishly Andy love Andy. Um, but Andy is a—he comes from the whole Bill Walsh thing. Yeah. Not indirectly, but well, uh, Holmgren. Holmgren, yeah, and it's and like John Gruden. There's so many Mariners, so many, so many, so many. Yeah. And then you know, here's somebody we forgot, who who really forgot who Bill is from. Uh, Bill Walsh is from his tree, Paul Brown. Hmm. Paul Brown, all these things that we do now where you're putting the microphone in the quarterback's ear, he had that back in the 50s. Yeah. Or he tried to do it, and he was tremendous. Was too. he cheating? <laughs> no, no, but they were, like picking up, the they, they, were, they were picking up taxi cab stuff instead of, like, hearing his calls. So I've heard, you know, I mean, the whole cheating in Major League Baseball, that whole mm -hmm. hitting the trash can, the Astros and all mm -hmm. that. Um, and you talk to pro athletes at that level, if you're you know what pitch is coming, oh, you, you got game changer, it. man, game changer. So, I mean, know. I understand what they're saying with the cheating, but I mean, look at look at baseball. I mean, it's almost a game predicated on trying to cheat. You, exactly. you got you got your third base coach down there making signals That's to hide you what you're doing, and you're trying to pick up his signal all game. So if, if you against the second base, you change your signs. Exactly, because he's going to tell. And if you're a, a, a batter and you notice that the pitcher is doing a certain thing in his glove, that oh, he does this when he's going to throw a curve. So it's a game almost predicated on... It just was taken to the cheat. next level they, they had. Well, they did video. it when they did the video. Right, but I mean, I don't know. I mean, yes, I, I understand you. Yeah, if you're a pro athlete like Mike Trout said, man, if I know a fastball is coming, I don't care who's throwing it. I got it. And you're right. So, so this is going to be one of our new categories. The Mount Rushmore because this could be long, mm -hmm. you know. I mean, mm -hmm. in the future, the same we'll, revisit. we'll revisit. We will revisit. So, we just want to stay with this sport. We won't, we could go into basketball, baseball, we could do a whole lot of it. And college football. Oh, college yes, football players that didn't uh, translate into the that's true. NFL. All those Heisman Trophy winners who did not become great NFL guys. So, Archie Griffin, two, super, two Heismans, not too about, good in the pros. How about uh, Houston Oilers? Uh, Earl. Earl, Earl Campbell. Campbell was a great pro. You didn't think so? He was a great pro, but probably one of the best running backs in college. But we'll oh, get there someday. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll, we'll that. That'd be a topic for another day. Coaches? College coach, yeah. See, yeah. it's like it's many. Know. And, and it, then you got the guys coming now, plus the guys from way back when. Yeah, so this Mount Rushmore yeah. is a... Oh, yeah, a, so we can be, revisit that. That may be our, like, over and under in the Mount Rushmore. We can touch on this every day. Yes. Yeah, for sure. We might have to replace... But I think we, we, we definitely... We're going to probably offend a few people on coaches. Left off Paul Brown, a uh, great coach. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm still digging... Um, I'm, I like our list. Yeah. Because you got to think, you know, more modern for us. We did, you know, we gave Lombardi, we gave, you gave Johnny Unitas, you know, yeah, it's yeah. like, we did yeah. some throwbacks. All right, man, I got our last topic here okay. today, and this is a good one. So I'm going to read you a story, which is awesome. Okay. And it'll lead us to our last topic that you will like. Um, so this man in Belgium says he has been receiving mysterious pizzas that he never ordered for over a decade. Every day? Yes, every <laughs> day. 
He must be fat. He must be big as a house, this guy. <laughs> well, it may seem like an annoying prank at first. Uh, he, see, he says he's received so many pizzas over the years that he shakes every time he hears a scooter coming down the street. <laughs> Gene great. Van Lengen, again, a 65-year-old resident of Turnhout, uh, says delivery drivers bring pizza to his doors at all hours in the day and night. Um, this Just is one a day? No. Listen, this is reportedly going on for at least a decade. <laughs> he says he has no idea why. Trump did it. He's the only one who could afford it. <laughs> Initially, he reportedly believed that there was some kind of mistake, and his address was incorrect in the, the delirium. Unfortunately, food kept arriving, sometimes even multiple times in the same day. Well, he mostly receives pizza. Other fast food items and orders have also been... Uh, delivered. One day, Langham reportedly had 10 different delivery drivers come to his place the same day. One delivery was with 14 pizzas. Wow. He's like, I cannot sleep anymore. It starts shaking every time I hear a now, is, somebody, is somebody paying for these? Or they, they expect him to pay? No, somebody's paying for them. Okay. So, he's like, I dread someone will come here to drop off hot pizzas another time. So I'm thinking to myself, this is the greatest prank. He has no idea who's doing this. <laughs> and this has been going on for 10 years. So, I love it. So, what what is one of the greatest pranks you've ever been involved in? Ooh, a couple I don't want to mention. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't want somebody tracking me down. For no. Uh, well, I mean, down the shore, we, we mentioned down the shore, we used to do some funny stuff to each other. Just to mess with each other, obviously. I mean, probably, alright, I'll, I'll tell this story. Hopefully these dudes don't, aren't listening to our program. I'm sure they're not. Um... We had a habit of what we used to do was it, whoever was first to sleep, we'd get a black magic yes. marker and write all over you. Everybody. You know that. Yes. We used to do that we so We did that bad. in that North Wildwood home. We did it everywhere we did went. So one I year, got a funny story that goes all the way back. Uh, yeah. Well, I got one on like two one. years after that. So we got to a point where we became very good at it. Like every one of us had a black magic marker. And one time, uh, these two girls, two sisters who used to be in our house, we got them and I drew a kitty face on the one sister, and I was about to go to the other sister. She wakes up, and she turns into Linda Blair and starts screaming at me with this voice that wasn't her. He said, you touch me, I'll kill you. And the guy with me, uh, Jimmy, I won't say his nickname, because then he'll say everybody will know who it is. He backed up in the corner. I thought he was going to, like, turn it. I thought he was going to pee his pants. He was so scared. I'm like, all right, we won't touch her. But that's not the prank I'm talking about. The prank was this. We had a, a big... Fourth of July party. We had a band. We had kegs and kegs, and there was these big guys who lived across the street from us, and they were big, giant, you know, steroid type of knucklehead guys who would come over every time we had a party. We had a lot of parties, and invade our place. And they were hitting on the girls who that we lived with, and none of them liked them. And we're like, so I'm playing around with, playing along with these guys for a while. I'm like, all right, guys, yeah, you come on over, come on over. So we had this big Fourth of July party. They planned to have a party the next day. These knuckleheads come over our party for the drink, get all fucked up, get all drunk. And they go back to their place, all of them fall asleep. And they are having a sign-in party the next night. So they started signing in that night, the night before, all the sign-in stuff. So me and a friend of mine go over there. We know they're passed out. Now, they have four kegs ready to go, right? So our party's still rolling. So we take our empties over there. We steal their kegs, bring it up, tap ours. We finish their beer. Meanwhile, we then go in there, and we write on every one of them who fell asleep, except one guy. We write on their signing board, uh, you big knuckleheads, fuck this, blah, 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 blah. Wrote on every single one of them, except one dude. Plant the, the, the marker in his hand. 
steal their cakes, drink their beer. I got the next day, this. these dudes come over. Damn, Jim, you, you won't know. You won't realize what happened. I start playing dumb. What, what happened? Well, Bill over here, this jackass got drunk. He drove all over us. I'm like, I'm looking at him like, Bill. And he's like, I don't remember. I was so drunk. He's like, I was like, Bill, what got into you? And all of them, they're all, and, and they had red marks because they were trying to scrub it out. And they couldn't get oh it up. And I was like, I said, what else happened? Somebody stole our beer. I said, well, shit. I said, don't worry about it. We got a couple extra kegs. You come on over today. Meanwhile, it's their kegs we stole from. Come on over. You, I won't even charge you. Thanks, Jimmy. Thank you so much. Come on. Come on, Phil. I'm a good neighbor. Come on. We won't even charge you. I knew I should have went first. How the hell can I top that? That is unbelievable. These knuckleheads. And they came in all scrubbed up all red and all. Everybody in our house knew it was up there laughing. God, you guys got a bed. Yeah, we got them. That is hilarious. I got nothing on that, man. It's like, so the, the funny thing is, I was down in uh, spring break, Fort Lauderdale, 1984, and, um, you know, we had, uh, I, I told you the guys I was down there with, uh, your Rosenborn. Billy and, uh, Billy and Billy. Billy and Billy. Billy, and Billy. Morty, yeah, Morty. I love those Hines two guys. And Billy, yeah, they're both, both good guys. And, uh, so, yeah, so... I'm in the in the room, and the, the guy falls asleep. Um, well, anyway, we had this guy. They're all from Drexel, the next door to us, and we named the one guy Meter Face because he tried to jump a meter down there, parking meter, <laughs> and he fell into the face other one. Planted. And he face planted into the parking meter. I got a picture. It's hilarious, but we called him Meter Face. Well, Meter Face falls asleep the one night, or not? I'm sorry, doesn't fall asleep. He he passes out in the hallway. Everybody that stayed on that floor signed Beater Face. Like he had, <laughs> he was the signing boy. He, he must have been out for like thirty six hours. He was in the middle oh of that floor in the hallway, God. like probably dead. Basically, oh he woke God. up. But everybody that stayed on that floor signed Beater Face. We were like all, we were all signing our names. Oh, and then he probably had to get on a plane night. and go home. All signed up. Damn, dude, who are you? <laughs> so when I. It, I mean, a small one, but, you know, when I worked in high school, um, I worked at this blouse factory with Scotty and Doug. Yeah, yeah I remember that. And, um, you know, it was, it was a good part-time job, and, and so we had a lot of fun there. And uh, so when someone new would come start, you know, uh, the guy that we brought up to Penn State, Tom. Tom, yeah. So his brother worked there, and it went Tom's first day when Tom came into work. And um, so it was always you would prank them. And the prank was, hey, you know, it's a blouse factory. We need the blouse stretcher. So we tell the new guy that started, hey, you got to go find a blouse stretcher. And there was this guy, Frank. And Frank worked across the street. We'd always tell Frank. Frank would know. Go over and see Frank across the street. And Frank would, they'd be dragging back the biggest fucking thing Frank could find. <laughs> Here, I brought back a blouse stretcher. Like, you think that's going to stretch a blast? Like, nobody had common sense. Frank would just send them back with whatever he could find, and they would come back. It was always across the street, because he worked in the material side before they sent him out to come back as a blast. And Frank would just send him back with these big, huge bars and stuff like that. So, yeah, that's it. That was good stuff. That's good. That's all I got for pranks. So pranks and Jersey bars, man, the two of my favorite things in the whole world. Yeah, they came together. Uh, and they went hand in hand. They did. Um, all right, man, so that's it. I like this Mount Rushmore. We are yeah. keeping this for yeah, future. We can go from sport to sport with that. We uh, can, yeah, like, I mean, have our second choice. I actually had one down here. It's Olympic athletes. 
You know, yeah, yeah I, I mentioned to you they had the 10 greatest winners, and of course they had an Olympic athlete of one of the greatest winners. So we'll, we can definitely, we can go Olympics, we can go NBA, NHL, um, yeah, we can go boxers. on and on and on. Boxers, boxers, golfers. Golfers, we got a lot of good Yeah, talented. every sport, yeah. So we'll we do, that do that in future episodes. And, yeah, um, definitely. So were you ever getting the Cobridges on here? Yeah, I'll, you know, at one time, it was sooner, it was soon, as soon as they open us up, I'm going to be down ashore, and I may have to remote in, I'll remote with them. Cool. You know, yeah. those, those knuckleheads. In two weeks, them. our pool opens here, skip back pool, which... Uh, oh, you a couple, and I. a couple of uh, Abington boys up there, right? You told me. Uh, yeah. Mikey. Flip. Yeah, Flip Michael, yeah, I haven't seen him. Talked yeah. to him that one night, yeah. He's a good dude, man. He lives right behind that bar, that sports bar we went to. Oh, okay, yeah, He yeah. lives right behind that. Christ, I've known Mike since elementary school. Yeah. Hey, I gotta hang out with him. It's a good time. All right, man, let's wrap it up. All right. Thank you.